Hello, this is Maurice Harker. I'm glad you've taken the time to listen to this podcast. What you're about to listen to is a set of principles that come from the discoveries I've made as a therapist working with married people and people fighting for self-mastery. And so please enjoy what you're listening to. And then when you want more advanced training, look us up at Life Changing Services, especially if you're a married person, check out the Marriage Repair Workshop and the Lazarus Lectures. Enjoy what you listen to. was presenting in front of about 500 women at a convention and halfway into it a woman raised her hand and says tell us how to talk so men don't be mad and i'm all there is no way there wait what there's <laughs> because if you translate it so let me explain what it, it feels like to the guy okay if a guy is doing whatever he's doing over there which is probably a combination of things that have nothing to do with you and if it does have to do with you, he's confused and clueless anyway. So he's already feeling stupid. All right. So he's, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to be a husband. I don't know how to make life better for you. And so um, you women um, don't think about it this way because you often feel like you're bringing solutions and you're bringing ideas. But from a man's perspective, it feels like you're bringing a load of wood and dropping it on his head and saying, uh, I know you're not done chopping the last batch of wood, but here's more. Here's more for you to think about. Here's more for you to work on. Here's more for you to do. Because somehow these men uh, have yet to learn how to show you they weren't just sitting there sipping lemonade looking at the wall. Women often bring men amazing things to think about because it looks like he's not doing anything. All right. And so why would it bother him that I bring him things to think about and things to work on because he's not doing anything anyway? I'm really, really pushing the men really hard to do deep pars or anything written so that you can actually see that they're working on something. I don't know that I've convinced them yet of how powerful this is, but I walked a woman through it earlier today. I, I walked her through imagining a man who actually took the time to ponder his responsibilities do some discovery work, write it down, do some planning, write it down, take some action and some reflecting, write it down. And I left that piece of paper where you could find it. Can you imagine what it'd be like to find a half a dozen or a dozen of those that he's actually, and there's evidence he was thinking while he wrote? Did you notice that your instant pressure to inside of you to have a conversation with him just drops like to 5%? It's like, other than that, you're fascinated, like, Oh my gosh, you were thinking? That's so exciting. I'd love to hear about your thoughts because it looks like you were thinking. You know, I think all the time. I'm all, yeah, but there's no evidence of it. I mean, um, I, I'm, I'm unaware of the details of your complex thinking. Unfortunately, we men are not really good at explaining what we're experiencing. What we should be saying is you have so many amazingly astounding things that you have to say and think about that I can't consume them all at once. And I need to sip them like a little elementary school drinking fountain instead of like the powerful fire hose that you can be. Unfortunately, there is a theory out there that is a lie that says people don't have any desire to grow unless you expect them to grow. Okay, so there's a very popular concept. This person would become a mushroom at the bottom of a tree unless I expected them to be more. That is very insulting to the divine process of having a human spirit. All humans I've ever met want to be better people on a regular basis. Even the teenage criminals I met 30 years ago at the teenage prison in Salt Lake 
wanted to be better people. Even your teenagers, when you're not around and I'm talking to them alone, they say, don't tell my mom, but I want to improve because if she finds out I want to improve, we're going to be doing seven D pars a day and I'm going to drown because she loves me so much. I deserve a celestial marriage, so it will never be enough, I suppose. Okay, yeah, you deserve a celestial marriage. And the mortal human person that you're married to is not going to live up to what you deserve. So because your celestial orientation, your powerful personalities, your extremely strong self-motivation will often be difficult for other people to keep up with. And while you're good at it with children who are learning how to cook cookies and stack blocks and write their ABCs, it's harder to be patient with an adult who you would hope would be faster, all right? And whether or not to wait for them is a very horrifically challenging question. I love the pioneer woman analogy because do you wait in Nebraska for the guy to catch up and risk the possibility that you and your children will freeze to death? Or do you rush to the promised land without him and hope maybe he'll catch up and maybe he won't? I can only imagine that women in that circumstance had a horribly difficult decision to make, very similar to ones you're going to have to make. And ain't nobody going to be able to make that one for you. We can analyze the evidence, but we're not going to be able to make it for you. Hello, you've just finished listening to one of our episodes of Memoirs of an LDS Therapist. It's important to me that you have a chance to get more and more of these principles. We kept this brief because you probably have a busy life, but there's so much more. So please listen to the rest of these episodes and look for ways to apply them to your life. And ready f- when you're ready for some deep and complex training, please look us up at lifechangingservices.org, specifically the marriage repair workshops and the Lazarus lectures. I look forward to seeing you in those more advanced trainings.